Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this episode of Team Success. Today, our topic is going to be how to give feedback to soft-hearted people. Now, this is a really intriguing one, because if you are a soft-hearted person, you're like, please, yes, it needs to be done in a particular way. And if you're someone who is not really... I'm going to say focused on being soft-hearted, but you're more like, okay, we're task-focused, I need to get stuff done, we need to kind of drive forward for results. You may have attempted, likely unsuccessfully, to give feedback to some of your softer people, more feeling people, if I can categorize them like this, and it may not have turned out well. Now, it may have been okay as far as you're concerned, but they may have felt like they were hit by a truck. (laughs) And that may not be the result that you were looking for. So in talking to a number of the people that I coach, including team leaders, I thought this might be a relevant conversation for today. So how do you give feedback? Well, first of all, what is feedback? Well, the feedback I'm talking about, certainly there's positive feedback. So this is a really easy solution. Now, if you're going with soft-hearted people, especially if they are more on the introverted side, you know, I do think the distinction introverted-extroverted is, is a very useful one. Now, extroverts love applause, okay? So if you've got someone who is, you know, an eye on the disc, or if you've got someone who is extroverted on Myers-Briggs, and Profiles, I think, does play into this, then applause is a fabulous thing to do, especially in front of their team or people that are important to them. The problem is that approach does not work at all when you are working with someone who is more introverted, more even-paced, more reserved on the DISC profile. So you need to find a different strategy for that. And as I have been coached, because this is not me, I don't think I'm hard-hearted, but I wouldn't call myself soft-hearted either, <laughs> if there's a possible distinction there. But I'm somebody who like wants to get stuff done. So I want direct feedback, positive or negative. So for someone who is on that more reserved side, a handwritten note with why, you know, what they did and why that was great and the impact that that had on you and how much you appreciate them, they will keep that card for years. That is incredibly meaningful. And it's interesting because this is where you kind of need to go by (laughs) the rule that says you do unto others as they wish to be done to, not the other way around, you know, not as you wish it would happen to you. So really important here to pay attention to how we are unique and distinct because your way of getting feedback could be completely different than somebody else's. And there are some people that I know that you are probably pretty familiar with that I know, even though they're, I wouldn't necessarily call them soft-hearted, they are some people who are incredibly sensitive to feedback. So with the person that I'm thinking about, who I shan't name at the moment, I applaud the really awesome ideas and the ideas that I think are less timely, relevant, don't land as much. I simply just don't respond much. And that lack of response is actually incredibly telling for them. And they're incredibly tuned in. And by the way, this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. A lot of entrepreneurs, team members don't realize, are incredibly sensitive. So if we're like, oh, don't like that idea. You know, they're resilient and they bounce back, but there's a little sting there. So often what we can do with them is simply go, hmm, I really love that idea. And they get the message. So there are a lot of subtle ways of giving positive feedback. So when I first gave you the title of today's episode, you were probably thinking about negative feedback. And that is certainly the one that's a little bit more challenging. Although I have to say, if you get giving positive feedback down and are successful at it, you will have a team that loves and respects you for life. They will remember and appreciate you because you knew how to appreciate them. So a hugely important skill here. 
So what happens when you have to give tougher feedback? Maybe it's negative feedback. Maybe some form of their behavior just didn't land with who they were talking to. Maybe they kind of made an error with another team member or one of your clients, or they messed up something in your system. Think of all the different types of mistakes that someone could make, hopefully inadvertently. And having to give feedback to someone who you know is going to be severely impacted and their hit to their confidence can you know, take a while to recover from. And by the way, this can include salespeople. So salespeople is forward-looking and direct and everything as they are actually very sensitive creatures too. Having been one, I know this to be true. So how do you give this kind of feedback? Well, number one, you must, and we've all heard this, but it bears repeating, critique the behavior, not the person. So that is really what's absolutely vital to remember in this. And I think the other way to start the conversation is by starting by saying, here's what I really appreciate you. And some people, depending on how you set up the meeting, I prefer that, hey, can just can we chat about something? There's something I want to share with you that a client told me or what have you. And I'll start by saying, hey, I just really want you to know I love how passionate you are about our product, about our service. I know how much you care. I know how dedicated you are. And since we all know that sometimes our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses, then I will give the feedback. And I have some kind of hard information to share with you right now. But I've come from a place of appreciation. I'm not having them come in and say, you know what, you really messed up. You're an idiot. (laughs) That's never my conversation. It does not serve anyone because if I want that person to go back and have the confidence that it takes to look at their behavior and to retool it to be more effective, they can't do that from a really negative place. So really protecting people's confidence in this situation, even if they did make a major mistake, is really, really important. So again, I want to really stress the value of that. So here's what I've found works, is to be really clear What do you appreciate about them and why? And this needs to be one-on-one, never, 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 never in front of other people. So one-on-one, tell them what you appreciate about them. Let them know you have some hard information to share. And it's helpful if it's actually a little hard for you too. If you're gloating and you cannot wait to tell them how they messed up, they will, first of all, have all their shields up. They will not want to take that in and they'll look for what angle you're trying to work on this. They'll know that they're being manipulated and set up for failure, you know, and by the way, this needs to be very authentic. You can't be faking this. So let's assume you're coming from a good place. You wanna help them get better. And that's what's important. It's like, I've got some feedback that's gonna be a little hard to hear. And I know that you have the capacity and the capability to turn this around. Well, they've gotten a massive vote of confidence. And then you say what the feedback is. So this didn't work when you did that. This person has asked not to interact with you. Your activity in this particular area is not getting us the results that we're looking for or that you were looking for. So you just get really specific about what the actual situation is. This is not a character assassination. This is looking at someone's behavior and going, okay, you know, here's the problem. Then work with them to help strategize the solution. And this is where you actually need to not necessarily tell them what to do, but ask them, you know, what's your take on this? If this is the issue and this is, you know, from the other person's point of view, sometimes they'll get defensive. But when you've set it up like this, often someone's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. That was not what I intended. This is what I was trying to do. And it's like, totally, I get it. And it didn't land or it didn't work. 
So you kind of empathize with them. You kind of match how they're talking to you. I think that's also a really important part of it. And then say, okay, well, knowing that this is the situation, what do you think you could do going forward to make this better? Or if there's no opportunity for, you know, interact with a particular person, you know, what could you do differently next time in a similar situation? What learning can we extract from the situation? And ask them, because they're the experts. They know themselves better than you or I ever will. So they need to be self-aware. Now, if they say, I don't know, then you have a lack of self-awareness problem and the situation will probably keep happening again. This is a different issue. But let's assume this person has some wherewithal and a commitment to getting better. Then you can strategize what you think would work better. It always is more effective when you let them tell you what they would do differently first. Because otherwise, you're going to share how you would handle the situation. And there's one flaw in the logic of that. They're not you. They don't have your background. They have a different personality. They've got a different everything. So telling them how you would do it, not necessarily all that useful. Now, I do tend to add that. And it's like, oh, well, have you thought about approaching it this way? If they've missed something that you think is fairly important. And by the way, people have done this with me, which I really appreciate it. And then you say, oh, well, have you thought about this? And you're like, and they'll probably like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or, hmm, no, I never thought about that. So it's a gentle way of coaching them because this is really what you're doing. This is not about being punitive. I think the days of punitive management leadership are long gone. That horse has left the barn. And it's time to really up our game in terms of our coaching ability with our team members. And part of that is knowing how to deliver clear, objective feedback. Now, the other thing about that I need to mention about this conversation is you need to make sure that you are in a calm place. If you are super upset about this situation, go for a walk. Do not talk to your, your person until you can get calm. I know for me, I need to be in a place where I don't have a lot of heat or coldness about a particular situation before I feel really ready to go and talk to someone. Now, it may be through force of will, more often it's time, but I have to make sure that I can just deliver the message clearly, I'm going to say objectively, as I'm giving that feedback. And here's what I've found works for me, again, everyone has a slightly different experience, is when people know that I'm for them, this is part of our brilliant Collaborative Way training that we've gone through at Coach, check out collaborativeway.com. And the whole point is speaking straight. But first, you listen generously. So you listen, assuming positive intent. You don't assume that person is meant to mess up because very few humans do, unless it's your three-year-old. But then you speak straight. It's like, okay, well, I appreciate that you're coming from this. And if I hear you correctly, this and this and this and this is true. And here's what happened. Or here was the impact on me. And here was the impact on the client. Or here was the impact on the system. And the next one is that we're for each other. So I am telling you this. Because if I didn't tell you this, I would not be for you. Protecting you from the reality does not make sense. So when people know that you are for them, it's pretty spectacular what's possible. You can get through these sticky moments so much more easily and with so much more grace and so much less heartache and lack of resentment and all the negative things that can sometimes, all the less drama. I'm all about less drama. You know, I'm passionate about making sure this happens. So you need to be calm, cool, collected. Compassionate would be another word. You want to match their affect a little bit, you know, be understanding. And if they're a super direct person, don't, well, we're talking about soft-hearted people, but don't sugarcoat it to the point where they don't actually know they're getting feedback. You need to say, I've got something hard to share with you and then say what it is. 
you know, don't chicken out, as Dan Sullivan used to tell me, which I think is also very useful. So be clear. By the way, I also have done this with clients. But clients know that I care about them. We talk about being bossy with love. You know, sometimes I'll say to a client, there was one client who pretty much did everything wrong with his team that I could possibly think of. I actually called him my muse because he would inspire me for what not to do. And it was funny. I was one time I'm like, oh my goodness, you didn't actually say that to your team, did you? And he goes, I know. What was I thinking? And we were both just in agreement. <laughs> but I kind of called him out on it. And he agreed with me, which was charming. But we had so much relationship and so much connection. And he knew I was for him. I was his go-to teamwork coach that he could be open and admit that he'd messed up. So then we figured out how to repair the situation. It's one of the moments that just sticks out in my mind as being, you know, calling someone on something and they go, I know, what was I thinking? Which I kind of love. I love that he felt safe and open enough with me to be able to admit that, which was really fun. Again, so let's not assume that anyone isn't sensitive. I mean, they may need to hear it clearly, but let's assume that people are human and have feelings, which they do. And let's take care of them in that particular way. I think that's really important. So how can you take action? Well, it helps enormously if you are aware of how they are put together. And as Strategic Coach, we love to use profiles about that. So you'll have heard me talk about Colby Profile, which measures how people strive and problem solve. If I am talking to someone who is what's called a short fact finder, so they prevent, and they just need two or three key pieces of information, like me, then I will say, here's the bottom line. If I'm talking to a seven in fact finder out of 10, I will give them more specifics and details. Giving them less information doesn't build any trust. So they need to know the ins and outs and the specifics. I am accommodating their need, not mine. I need a bottom line, but someone else might need more facts. So I try to know that. That makes a huge difference. We also, on everyone's door, is their Colby profile, their DISC profile, so whether or not they're DISC. So quickly, quick short form, dominant, inspiring, supportive, or cautious. And that's very helpful to know, you know, the pace at which to deliver the feedback, you know, whether or not they're people or task focused, are they reserved or fast paced, you know, it just gives you those, you know, kind of nuances to really know how to appreciate people. We've also been using the print profile. So we have that information and we've trained everyone on this so that you can be more intelligent when you go and talk to someone. It becomes really, really important when you are giving feedback. Now, that's only the basic information. Every human being I've ever met is incredibly nuanced and interesting and has different, hugely different experiences in life, you know, takes on life than I do. So I walk in knowing I don't know, but at least I can know a little bit about how they best receive information. So I really try and accommodate that. It might mean I need to go and read their profile before I talk to them. And I also make sure I've got a really clear message in terms of what I want to deliver. So I tend to use our impact filter, which if you're not familiar with that, please check out our brilliant book called Extraordinary Impact Filter. Dan Sullivan describes it so well because it's an amazing communication tool. It really helps you clearly communicate your intention. And there's a little mini version, best, worst, success criteria. It just really helps you get across the points of what's most important. So I make sure I at least have done that thinking for myself. Even if I don't share it, I'm really clear on exactly what it is that I want to communicate and the result I'm looking for. The person needs to know how they can win. How can they take action in a way that will remedy the situation? Because at work, we're doing. 
So doing means what can they do? So you need to make sure that they have a path forward. So really pay attention to whom you're talking, aware whether or not they are soft-hearted, because not to blatantly generalize, but just recognize that some people are much, much more sensitive. And even appreciate that some of the more confident, fast-paced people we know, like entrepreneurs and salespeople, also can be incredibly sensitive. And to be aware of that and not be heavy-footed as we are giving them feedback. I think if we can remember that our job always as team members and team leaders and as owners is to protect our team's confidence as well as our own, you know, let people know if something's eroded that confidence. You know, I think that that's really key. And knowing how to give feedback well, positive feedback, negative feedback, I think is a critical entrepreneurial leadership skill. So I hope this has kind of reinforced some of the things that you already know. If it's some things that are new, I hope that's inspired you to give some positive feedback in new ways or maybe deliver even better some of that more challenging feedback because those situations will and do arise. So knowing that you can be better prepared for them I think is the secret. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at questions@strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. The Team Success Video Series is a brand new online learning platform to give your team the tools to thrive in an entrepreneurial business. Whether you have five team members or 500, Shannon Waller provides expert strategies for confidence, harmony, and success. You're just one click away at teamsuccessvideoseries.com.